Welcome back to another episode of Strength Check. This is episode three of season four, and our campaign is called Cole's End. This episode, as well as the session it originated from, was recorded on August 23rd, 2020. Cole's End is intended to be a cooperative story-based live play campaign through Skype for up to four players, with a cast of various additive NPCs to assist the narrative. In-character teamwork between players is welcome and encouraged. This campaign is based off the 5th edition of Dungeons & Dragons with elements from the Acquisitions Incorporated sourcebook, but it's not intended to be a one-to-one -one strictly D&D campaign. Influences are from everywhere, and anything can make an appearance at any time because the story goes where the story goes. Weird, potentially horrific circumstances will most likely occur, and there may be profanity, so listener discretion is advised. And with that, Let's see what happens in episode three. <laughs> and like, you see him coming out and like screwing his horn back on. Like, all right. I feel let's like go now. see this. Uh, let's, I think we should start with the peak. Teagues. The, they're in, or just going to the straight to the family house. Uh, let's just go. That's why I beat around the bush. So are you? So what does that mean? Are you going <laughs> to the tavern because the tavern's where you're supposed to hit, or do you want to hit the Teague main house on the top of the hill? I mean. Truthfully, Granger would want to, for selfish reasons, would want to like sub, uh, just skip that and go right to the big house. Um, but I also know that he's uh, he he would easily be like manipulated into doing the tavern. Yeah, Duran would want to go to the tavern. Okay. Now I'll just say, well, let's go to the tavern. Okay. So, the three of you uh, make your way down the main path, and you can see it branch off to residential areas, and uh, you notice that there are signs. There's, you know, Teague Tavern straight ahead, Antif's Tavern left, Crook's Tavern right. Since you guys are going to the Teague Tavern, you go straight ahead. Uh, it's a simple path, straight, takes you about ten minutes. Um, give me a perception check as you're walking down this road near some foliage and uh -oh. everything. <laughs> foliage. Oh! 18 plus 3 for now. Yes, 16. 5. Alright. So, Granger, 
Just keep on walking. Keep on walking. Yep. Uh, Mal and lowercase d. <laughs> uh, you guys hear whispering, oh, but no. it's not like central, just centralized anywhere. It's just kind of in your ears. Now, it doesn't happen while you're walking, but when you stop still, you get it. Uh, nothing you can make out. Well, not right now. Um, do you react in any way? Duran is used to. All right, so let's get a, let's get a layout real quick of where we're. Is it is it more t- town? Is it? You said there's a lot of foliage. Are we in the middle of like a wooded area? What's going? Uh, on? It's a it's a straight road, straight dirt road. Um, but the foliage is kind of creeping up on the sides, bracketing the sides of the road. Okay. Um, yeah, Duran's really used to hearing voices in the woods or in the around. So it's not really anything that concerns, like doesn't, doesn't, uh, I don't know. It doesn't alarm him. Okay. Mal is a little more concerned. Because he was raised in a place where, generally speaking, if you heard whispers, it was perceived as something at least not good. But he was also kind of bad at listening sometimes, so he's going to actually try to focus on it and see if he can make anything particular out at all. Okay. Which I guess you uh, just told me they didn't, so well, sorry about well, that. Well, no, no, because I'm going to go with it, and I'm going to have you roll again. All right. I rolled another 18, so that would be 18 okay. plus 3. There, uh, you still hear like this droning whispers, and then just for a brief moment, there's white noise, and uh, a vo- you hear what a voice plainly state. This ends in the unders, but not yet. And then just back to the white noise. Mouse is going to kind of not mention this to anybody. <laughs> just sort of file that one away because he doesn't know if he trusts what he heard at all. Okay. Alright, so you guys keep on walking after that? Yeah. Okay. Dragging all the right. wagon behind me. <laughs> Dragging that wagon. And, uh... You're a good wagon dragger. Wagon dragger. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just going to put that on my character sheet. Come on, master yeah. of, master wagon of wagons. It's a feat. It's like a kids bop, uh, like 80s hair metal album. Master <laughs> wagons. <laughs> so you guys head on to the team tavern. And uh, from the outside, it's still daylight but you start to notice um that time you don't know how much has passed as far as how long you were in the inn waiting towards going to smith and now you're here because the sun's starting to dip but uh it's starting to dip in a way you don't expect 
And by the time you get to the tavern, things are getting a little darker. So, like, is it an unnatural sunset? Yeah. All right, so that that would trigger something with Durant because, you know, he's one with nature and all. Okay. Uh, he, so, he definitely wouldn't notice it. All right, so you guys are at the tavern. The sun setting quicker than you all expected. Um, the tavern itself, uh, lights aren't on. The lights are not on. Right. Is it? Is it? Is it so dark that we can't see anything, or is there enough light? Uh, you can see it, but like you, you can see inside, but you know that there should be more light. Okay. And the door is closed. And there's nobody out in front that would be, I don't know, you know, making sure people are okay or anything, or checking the door, anything like that. It's oddly still. Um. So while they were walking, Granger had, uh, so, well, before I say this, before I commit to this stupid bit of character building, like, so you said that there was, like, bushes and stuff along the path, so was it, was it just, like, was it, were they bushes in, like, people's yards? Like, was it private property or, like, just, No, like, so it was, it was, uh. Just like wild bushes there. Wild bushes. It was the attempt. It looks like the road itself was so uh, maintained that it looked like it cut through a residential okay. area once upon a time. All right. So he would have cast uh, Mage Hand. Okay. Mage Hand would have been like feeling the leaves <laughs> as, they, as they walked by. Um, if they passed the fence, the, the Mage Hand would have absentmindedly like slapped every. Uh, picket on the fence, you know. Um, but, like, definitely, like, feeling... Uh, just checking out some of the, the greenery um, okay. around. Uh, so when they get up to the to the inn, he would, like... He would look at the mage hand and be like, go knock on that door. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, that's gonna be free. So, <laughs> the mage hand... <laughs> Well done. Knocks on the door. Yep. And, uh... There's an uncomfortable amount of time passes, and just before the mage hand knocks again, uh, the door just kind of creaks open. And a small face peeks out and, uh, looks at the three of you and goes, Oh! Oh! I'm sorry, we were just about to open. And, uh... Has a little bit of trouble swinging that door open, uh, but gets it open and kind of stoppers it somehow. And uh, it's a it's a small boy, about 13, 14, a little undersized, but you know just trying to make 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 his way, trying to help out. So it looks like, and uh, you know he's kind of bleary eyed, tousled head. It looks like he either just woke up or uh, has been at work a lot. And uh, he just looks at three of you and goes, oh, I need to turn on the lights. And uh, he turns the lights on, and they just kind of spark and, and flare up. But they don't come up all the way, so everything's kind of cast in uh, like a sickly brown-yellow glow. And you don't know 
if it's you know the, the, the state of the bulbs or anything like that. Um, but go with it, or do you? Because I need you all to roll. <laughs> go with it, or do you? <laughs> <laughs> do what the dice tells you. Oh, well, I just spun mine on the floor, so hold up. One moment. Uh, just a straight D20, Griff? Yes, please. Alright. Uh, Granger got an 18. 18, okay. 13. 13, Nin- okay. 19. Okay. No, 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 19. Sorry. That's okay. How's 19 for you? Uh, oh, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Granger and Mal. You guys are looking around. Um, it looks a little dusty inside. Um, as if they've been... The cleaning kind of got away from the family that uh, is working on the team that owns this tavern. Uh, it looks like they've been trying to keep up, but things are in a state of uh, uncleanliness that wouldn't be cool to open up. So either they care... Uh, as much as they can, and they're trying as hard as they can, or uh, you know, just just not a good spot uh, at this moment. Um, Granger, since you had that, wait, what was it? It was a nineteen, and I got I got an eighteen. Eighteen, and Mal had a nineteen. Nineteen, okay, got him transposed. My bad. Uh, Mal, you had the nineteen, so you notice it first. Um, while there's like two tables at the front. Uh, big ass bar in the middle, booths on the left, staircase leading up to rooms on the right. Corner left booth. There is uh, a, a form sitting there. It's kind of slumped over on the table. I think Mal would walk cautiously because you know, caution. Cautiously walk up to the form and just try to do a cursory, are you, are you alive? Kind of check. Uh, the form coughs. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, very slowly stands up. It's kind of tottering a bit. Now there's no food on on the table or anything. Just totters and kind of looks at Mal and just says, "You uh, you got." Any more than sandwiches? Sandwiches? And uh, the form the form just kind of looks. <laughs> it just goes meat, two pieces <laughs> of bread. You're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, I, Mal knows what a sandwich is, and is, but he's definitely confused. Does does he seem drunk or just? He's just there, just there, there. But not like as if he literally just woke up. So Granger has been in this situation before. <laughs> he. He, he says to the guy, um, and I, is the guy like slurring his words at all? No, but they're coming out kind of halted. 
Okay. Uh, Granger might try to intentionally slur his just just for kicks. Um, and he's like, I'm going to go ask if they got any more sandwiches in the back. <laughs> and he... He sits. He like he stands up from the table, uh, intentionally like trips over the chair a little bit. Do you want me to roll deception for this to see how how poorly acted this? Oh no! Just let him go. Uh, no, he's 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 tripping and doing stuff because the guy just kind of totters a little bit and he goes, "Okay, oh, go you wait here. I'll get the sandwiches." No, I haven't been outside in a while. And he starts to walk from the front door. I I feel like Mal would have to feel compelled to at least put put a hand on him and say, and say the sun is setting very strangely. Just at least give him a warning before he traipses out into whatever the hell is going and on. He just kind of he just kind of looks at Mal because that's what it's supposed to do. All right. All right. I mean, so? he's not wrong. Smouch <laughs> so says, okay. So, the guy leaves. I like I like that Mal might be really indignant in that moment, too, and be like, they have sons where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, maybe muttering under his breath, but you can't yeah. tell what it is. <laughs> Just... Okay, so the guy leaves, and uh, you all are in the, the tavern, and he closes the door as he leaves. Um, you guys turn around, and the little boy is just kind of scooting a stool behind a bar. And uh, he goes, Mom and Dad let me set things up before they come down. I can get you whatever you want. Uh, unfortunately, all we have right now is custard pie to eat. But I can get you drinks if you want them. Uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna let you guys go first. I don't want Granger to just like storm into every situation saying something stupid. Yeah, well, <laughs> Durant, yeah, yeah. Durant <laughs> is as we were talking about cautiousness at time time. Durant's like, no, <laughs> he's just like, I need a drink, but I don't trust you people. I don't trust anyone right now. I'm so I'm so lost. I don't trust anything that's going on. I feel out of my element. And so he just walks to the end of the he just he sits down and he just like starts looking at himself like and shaking his head. He just I'm good. I'm I'm good for now, thank you. Uh, Mao thinks the idea of a slice of custard pie is <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Is that Maller? No. And, yes. <laughs> and he expresses as much 
to the to the young boy attending the bar. And, young man uh, attending the bar, I should say. The the the, the kid sized person. Yes. Yes. It just smiles broadly and uh, goes to the side where there, there looks to be like a cooler of sorts, like he put everything on ice. And he just lifts up the pie and plops it down. Uh, if you've ever seen Child's Play, the first one, where, uh, where Andy's making breakfast for his mom. <laughs> <laughs> and he's and he's just splashing food everywhere. Yep. It kind of looks like that. Uh, like very eager to to serve pie, but uh, his coordination doesn't match his body. Like he's too happy. Uh, does the does does the child sized person have like out of control uh, red hair? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Just making sure. <laughs> Maybe you picked that reference for a reason. <laughs> it's not lost on me. Trust me. <laughs> oh, gross. And uh, pops the pie on, on the bar top, uh, gets two plates, and then looks over at Durant sitting down, smiles again, and just gets another third plate just in case. Yep. And, um, uh, uh, puts the utensils down and says uh, you'll have to serve yourselves because uh, my parents say that sometimes it's unsanitary to serve other people because they don't know where I've been um <laughs> did, did, did the uh, child sized person put the pie in front of Duran yes so once he hears that he just like pushes the plate like further away from him, himself <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah, none of that's gonna bother Granger. Um, he would also ask. He would say, uh, <laughs> "What? What kind of? What kind of drinks do you serve here?" And uh, the kid goes, "Well, we have water, and there's that beer stuff, and there's some brown stuff that they don't let me touch." Oh. Uh, I feel like he should make a check here. Can I make a perception check on this? You sure can. Actually, well, can I make an insight check? I want to, because he's, I mean, you said that the, the boy's acting a little, a little He's a little happy. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to make an insight roll here. Uh, 17. 17. Okay. Uh, let's see. So, Granger... Just kind of looks up, and the ceiling seems to stretch higher than you thought possible. Now that you're at the bar and looking up, and um, you're, you're really trying to figure out what what's up with your perception here. And yeah. you're squinting and you're looking, and there's strands of like in the darkness there's kind of like strands of something wispy uh he says uh, uh so when you're 
when your mom and dad get up so they can uh, get me some of that brown stuff. I, the kid just kind of looks upstairs and he goes, Oh, I'm sure they heard you. It'll be down in a moment. And uh, right then there's like this thump upstairs. You guys are quiet. And you can hear a door creak open. In fact, you see lights come on. Just the edge of the, what you can see, the walkway up top. Over to the left, a yellow light comes on from underneath the door. The door creaks open and two figures very slowly start to shuffle their way across the landing coming downstairs but they're moving slow almost as if they're they haven't really moved in a while okay. at least not this way huh don't be zombies, don't be zombies, don't be zombies. But <laughs> are they like really loud? Like, are they. The footballs are quiet, but you notice that the movements. Like, they're precise and quiet, but the movements are almost like stop motion, like you're watching a stop motion puppet. Okay. Mal would have concerns, but frankly, he's been just been staring at the pie. <laughs> uh, over, over from the left, uh, from the right, rather, where you are on the staircase. Um, parents are coming down very slowly, and uh, father stops at the edge of the staircase. Looks over at the, at you three sitting, uh, you two rather sitting at the bar because Duran's on the floor. And uh, father says, "Whiskey." Uh, yeah, if you got it. I didn't want to get your your boy here in trouble. I know how some places are uh, really kind of strict with their liquor laws and whatnot. Are there? So, is there any kind of like fire or candles or anything in this place? Like, how is it lit? Uh, it's some form of rudimentary electricity. <sighs> okay, so here's here's a gameplay question for you then. Sure. So, with thaumaturgy, it says uh, I can cause flames to flicker, brighten, dim, or change color for one minute. Okay. Um, is is electricity not a form of flame? <laughs> I, I'm laughing because I I was waiting for someone. I was wondering. I was, I was like, who who is this going to really try to nerd out with this gameplay? <laughs> I was wondering who is going to be first. I have not got to play as a player. I, I know. No, how long? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, I am going to allow it because I think it's neat. 
And I yeah. think it adds something fun to what is about to happen. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, I have concerns. <laughs> so, so this was this plan thing? A. If Griff said no to this, plan B, Thaumaturgy also lets me cause uh, a harmless earthquake. <laughs> uh, so that would have been plan B. Shake things up. So instead we're just going to have like a power surge. Uh, so what do you want? Uh, give me... What's the... Uh, hold on. Thaumaturgy is a... It's a cantrip at will. Excuse me. Um... It says, you manifest a minor wonder, a sign of supernatural power within range. You create one of the following magical effects within range. Um, I could make the lights get brighter for one minute. Okay. Um, I... Bloop, bloop, bloop. I am gonna... Do that at will. Cool. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Um, so you... you... You cast Thaumaturgy. Uh, what what color do you want them to assume a color, or do you just want it, the lights to get brighter? I just want the lights to get brighter. Okay. Yeah. Can you do like uh, a clap? Can you go like clap on when they get brighter? Um. Well, so I'm look. I <laughs> I've been looking at a different book uh, after an earlier reveal, uh, and so there's a thing now that Granger has to do. Um, under the warlock rules in this other book, and that's uh, anytime he he casts a spell, the verbal or somatic component must involve a mild obscenity. Okay. That <laughs> his otherworldly quirks, um, and so this is this is verbal. Um, so uh, these people are just waking up. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're coming down whiskey. Yeah, we haven't he's seen like, he's them like, yet. Yeah, right. I go for a whiskey. I've had a hell of a day. And <laughs> like whoosh. Okay. So whoosh, but you know. Sure. Um, okay, so the lights come on full blast. Uh, at the steps. Oh, mother of the family just kind of flinches and sits down. On, on the bottom step uh father of the tavern just kind of looks up and uh kind of looks back at all of you and you see he's just he just looks tired uh meanwhile uh from the scene we saw earlier that looming darkness it kind of flickers and then takes the shape of the tavern itself. Mm-hmm. Huh. But, but the strands are still there. So the, you're saying the, the shadow? <laughs> no. This is some fucking Alan Wake shit. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. That's why I'm like, for this? <laughs> for ten years. <laughs> this, this is gonna... This, oh my god, this is gonna like... Make my 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 MacBook like blow apart like Alan Wake 360. <laughs> yep. So the okay. jet engine. So, 
So that's that's what you guys see. For for all intents and purposes, um, you are amid a tired family uh, with a little boy that's a little too excited to serve people pie, and uh, slow-moving parents. Um, and the father is just heading back uh, to the back room to get that whiskey. Yeah. Um. So the boy wasn't affected at all by the by the surge in electricity. No. Okay. Then the boy he didn't even notice. <laughs> Not really. No, he's a kid. Yeah. He's just happy. Yep. Huh. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh. Yeah. So Ranger's Ranger's gonna shut up and sit down and. Uh, inspect his pie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, give me a perception check. Afraid of it. Uh, twenty-two. Twenty-two. I don't okay. like the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you've got this piece of uh, custard pie. Yep. Granger has his fork. Yep. He goes in to get himself a bit. Oh, man. Um, fork slices into the pie. Now, custard, you're familiar with the consistency of custard. Yep. <laughs> oh, God. Yep. Uh... And it, it, the fork moves through the pie like it's custard. <laughs> All right. So, you, like you know, like if it's a wedge of pie, right? Yep. Granger's fork goes through the uh, tip of the triangle of the wedge. Yep. You have a fork full of pie. Yep. And it looks like yellow custard pie. All right. And you rolled a twenty-two. Yeah, I did. Would Granger like to eat the pie? Uh, yeah, I mean, based on that, I have no evidence to suggest that he would not do it. Uh, so he's, he... And while while Andy Wills like right now, my skin is crawling. Uh, <laughs> in, spirit, in the spirit of Granger Mad Moon, um, and our our dear friend who he is based on, uh, in situations like this, I ask myself, what would he, what would he do here? In real life, he would 100 trillion percent eat the pie. Uh, so, yeah, down the hatch. Is All right. He out because if the whiskey's out, he's gonna eat the pie and then do a shot. Okay. Because custard and whiskey are such a natural, it's a natural, it's natural thing. <laughs> um, it really is, though. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. So several things happen. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, jeez. At <laughs> once here. Granger, just piece of pie down yep. the hatch. Yep. Now, everybody here has had custard pie or custard in general. Yep. And the yep. consistency of custard is fairly uniform. Yep. Uh, for you know, as long as you get the good custard, uh, this uh, was prepared differently. Oh. Uh, as Granger is eating, and and kind of. 
swallowing this custard, uh, he knows that something is wrong. For two reasons. Uh, number one, actually two reasons. There's, there's a couple different things to happen. Because everything kind of happens at once here. Um, uh, and it's, it's okay. We can get through this. We just have to get through yeah. uh, this first part. Yep. Um, so Granger is eating this pie, this piece of pie, and he knows that there's something wrong because while it looks like custard, while it has the consistency of custard, him tasting it, he knows full well as this piece of pie breaks down in his mouth and goes down his gullet uh, that this is not custard pie, uh, that this is something else. Uh, something else that instantly kind of almost starts to curdle a little bit as he swallows. And looks so upset right now. Uh, <laughs> no, it's out of cheese. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it, it's a little lumpier, almost okay. like, like you can feel it like coming together. Like it's actually... There's a chemical reaction almost taking place while you're eating this. All right. Um, it was custard, but then it became something else, almost as if it had a life of its own. All right. Uh, and now, and but you can't stop it. You've already swallowed. Oh, you can't make them well. Yeah, that's fine. And uh, as Granger swallows, and he knows that something's wrong, okay. uh, Mother on steps. It's kind of convulses a little bit. Uh, father was coming back with that bottle of whiskey. Yep. He kind of flinches and drops it. There's a loud crash. Um, in the ceiling. With there, where you know, there's still those whistles, still a little bit of darkness up there. <laughs> uh, there's a hiss followed by a screech a uh two large forms fall from that darkness that little last little bit of darkness uh number one yeah your buddy from the end number two is uh what looks to be a large spider and oh, that's no. when it starts little boy it's not a little boy legs start to sprout out of his torso just oh, rip off the roof man <laughs> as his face contorts mm. and shifts as the mandibles come out but he's laughing. And specifically, he's laughing at Granger. Oh, no. Because he looks at Granger and he says, I'm going to have brothers and sisters now. Oh, no. Honestly, this isn't the first time something like this has happened to him. <laughs> so. He's, he's got a size. He goes, oh, Not again. <laughs> Uh, and he's trying to remember, uh, spider egg. Pie. He's like, who was, who was the warlock I went to last time? Wait, I'm a warlock. <laughs> um, so while this is taking place, uh, Yao grabs Granger. Yep. And, uh, he just looks at Granger 
this like concerned tabaxi cat face yep Grager's face and he goes it's okay we just have to start the flushing yep and he Hey all, it's Griff again, and this is the end of episode 3. Our party, our potentially reluctant band of heroes, is in a bit of a mess, aren't they? How could a simple trip to a tavern go so horribly wrong? And you know what? What would happen if they'd asked for sandwiches? What exactly is the flushing? Well, all these questions will be answered next episode and in the weeks beyond, so please stick with us, because it's only going to get even more wild from here as always big thanks to mark warren lending his production wizardry to this episode as well as our players we had andrew wilzak as granger madmoon carlos rivera as duran duran and rob christie as malkadil or mal uh, their time skill and creativity make this thing happen and their work in helping me tell this story is very very appreciated for now though i gotta say goodbye so please Take care of yourselves, be as safe as you can be, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening.